Welcome to Naffy Break. Grab yourself a brew and during the time it takes to drink it, I want to introduce you to some high performing people that I know. They're not celebrities or athletes, they're just above average Joes who live normal lives but have shown great skills in achieving successful second careers after serving in the armed forces. Today I want to introduce you to Martin Longdon. Martin and I joined the Air Force together in 1985. He was in the next bed space to me for seven months. So we probably know each other pretty well. Martin's had a long career uh, in the police service, but prior to that as an Air Force physical training instructor, and now runs a successful sports clothing company called Karuta Sportswear, based down in Western Supermare. I hope you'll enjoy his, uh, his humor, his insights, and hopefully gain a little bit of inspiration from listening to Martin's great to speak to you um looking forward to having a chat and um and um, thank you and i feel privileged you've asked me no it's great i've been trying through this pod to give a little bit back to the veteran community and, and share some great stories and what i think is some really good insights and inspiration from from people that i know uh and obviously you and i have known each other a long time so let's let's jump straight into it and straight away um Obviously, you decided to join the Air Force. We, I've mentioned in the intro that you came as an RAF physical training instructor. What was what was the influence, or what drove you to join up in the first place? Um, well, to to start with, um, when I left uh, school at sixteen, um, I had a choice to make. I turned down a contract with Bristol City, and I I went and uh, took a contract with Exeter City uh, Football Club, and quite quickly um, at 16 um, I made my debut it's my one and only game but I'm quite proud of it I'm still one of the youngest players to ever play for Exeter City in the first team and I, I was getting kicked all over the place you know, by my own players um, and yeah I struggled you know I, I don't mind admitting it I was 16 living away from home and I struggled and it was difficult and um, I basically fell out of love with football if I'm honest um, rugby had always been a real passion of mine, but it, at that time, um, in the early eighties, rugby wasn't professional. So there, there was no way of, of have, making a living out of it. So I, I came back home, uh, after a, a season and, um, my dad is a serving wing commander. sort of put the thought in my head about why don't you consider joining the air force, um, as a PTI. And, and as you well know, we can join the Air Force direct entry as a PTI. I didn't fancy yeah. going to the Navy, the Army, because you had to go and do something else. And I, I didn't really want to do anything else in the military apart from be a PTI. Well, obviously, you've chosen one of the two glamour jobs in the Air Force there. It's either pilot or PTI, and that's that's standard, as we, as we I, know. Sorry, sorry, Don, can I just correct you? It's PTI or pilot. That is... <laughs> So listen, you did six years in the uh, in the Air Force as as a PTI. Um, 
how would you kind of describe that environment? You've obviously come from the football, which highs and lows, obviously stepping away from it's a big decision, but you know, you obviously had the, the foresight to to consider your future and go into the Air Force. What was the Air Force like for you? It was just fun. I, I, it, it was, I struggled to really sort of get my head into the fact that this was a job. Um, it, it was, you know, hard living. It, it was fun. We played sport, you know, camaraderie, uh, a lot of um, banter. Um, and, you know, bizarrely, they put money in your bank every month. It, <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. Um, but... Um, yeah, the PTI course was really, you know, hard, really hard. Um, but, you know, the day you graduate as a PTI, it's, it's a proud moment. I, I think every PTI walking this planet um, will remember that day. Uh, and I certainly I will and, and until the day I depart. I think aspiring to to graduate or to achieve, you know, the, the cap badge or, or the course, you know, whether it's a para or your PTIs or whatever, when you actually achieve it, no one's taking that away from you then, are they, for the rest of your life? That's that's a very proud day. So six years, six years in the Air Force, fairly kind of fairly short time. Some people do twenty-two years and then they consider going through. What? Why only six? What was the kind of uh, reason why it was it was a short time for you? And you know, there was hijinks, without a doubt. Yeah, this is going out before the watershed, I think, generally. So. so you know, the counter side of that is I know we worked together. It was hard work. We did work hard, but play hard was also kind of in there as well. How, how did that affect you in terms of, you know, talked about hijinks. What about longer term? Is, is that something that, that kind of said to you that maybe this wasn't going to be a long term thing? Or what What was it that, that made you decide after six years, I'm going a different path? So whenever I was in trouble for hijinks I would always admit my wrongs and, and take whatever was coming to me um, which was usually a raft of extra duty somewhere along the line um, but it was um, it was the way really I suppose I was treated after that um, I just felt you know that um, maybe I could never wipe the slate clean do, do you understand what I'm saying it, it, that, that yeah. something would always follow me wherever I went um, so as I sort of matured as a an individual you know would i be given that chance to to maybe go and do what i really wanted to do in the air force if i'm honest and I, and i think that's a tough school as well a little bit like what you described with the football is there are more senior people who've set the standards and and their standard is is the law as you know you have to meet their standards and, and prove yourself to them but i suppose it's it's when you fail and let's be honest as as 18 19 year olds when you're going into a, a, a new environment you will fail you will get something wrong interesting there that you said you didn't feel like that was going to be forgotten whereas probably the better environments are the ones where they let you learn from your mistakes but then you know that you'll get reprimanded but they'll guide you beyond that is that is that fair to say kind of how how the air force um sort of if you like the management around you kind of dealt with you at that time yeah i i, I would say that's um there was more of um a a critical uh approach rather than a nurturing approach um yeah and and 
I think I sort of, you know, I'm going to jump forward and come back again, uh, Don. But when I sort of uh, got rank in the police and people working for me, I got quite a reputation of that if someone did something wrong, they would be told. They, I would absolutely bore them out in my office with the door shut, with them stood in front of my desk, telling them exactly what I thought of them. But then that was it. The line was drawn. As long as it didn't happen again, and I certainly did not put anything on their annual career reviews or things like that that potentially could damage that individual's career at a later stage. And yeah. I think people appreciated that approach, that I was really fair. Don't get me wrong. If you do something wrong, he will let you know. But he won't ruin your career for making a mistake. And I definitely took that from the Air Force because I had the opposite effect. Yeah, to me, a little bit poacher turned gamekeeper there, where you you've been through that experience, know what impact it can have when it's maybe negative, and you've made a conscious decision then to go. I'm not doing that to people that I look after. Correct. I'm going to create an environment that that develops them rather than just you know discipline and uh, and that's the end of it. So so six years. You've made the decision now to kind of leave the service. Did you prepare yourself for, for leaving? Did you do anything in advance of that kind of end of that six-year point that, that set you up for the next stage? Um, Educationally-wise, no, because I, I already had the qualifications I, I needed to, to go and do what I wanted to do, which was to join the police. Um, but I did prepare in as much as at the time I'd made the decision, um, I was stationed over in... Norfolk near Norwich and I wanted to join the Avon Somerset Police which is the other side of the country so I tried to get a, a um, exchange to lock in but no one would entertain it but I managed to get an exchange to St. Athens which was you know close enough and w was great so um, I exchanged to St. Athens and 18 months later I, I, I left the Air Force so yeah there was preparation in that um, and then also bizarrely um, because I'd, um, I'd had a bad knee injury and I'd rehabbed and I, I came back and I was playing sport, but I would say my last six months at uh, St. Athens uh, was akin to the, the hardest sort of days of my PTI course, if I'm honest. I absolutely thrashed myself and got myself into really good nick. Um, um, uh, and it was all because I wanted to start off on the right foot in the police. I wanted to be ultra fit and, and whatever they were going to throw at me, you know, I, I was going to, I was going to relish. So day one, uh, police training. Yeah. What was that like walking into that? What was, was it, was it different? Was it like recruit training in the air force? What was the, what was the impression you got day one? Well, uh, looking back now, it, it, it was very, very low key, but in my head, it I thought I was walking into you know, Swinderby again <laughs> day yeah. one. Um, so I was always on my guard. And, and there was, I think it was 20 of us that joined, and 10 of us were ex-military lads. And all the 10 military lads were in exactly the same mindset. We're waiting for the big bang, you know, when we're going to get served out of our beds, you know, where we've got to run around the drill square. Well, you know, all them type of things. And we're just saying, well, when it's, we're ready, you know, we're going to be ready for this this time. Yeah. Um, and I remember the first day um, was all a load of admin. And then we went to bed. There was a bar. We were a couple of jars, went to bed. But we were up, uh, bed pack, full uniform, stood by our bed. 
And the sergeant came into the corridor and said, what are you lot doing? You're supposed to be down at breakfast. I said, well, you said there's an inspection. We, you know, we're... And he looked in the rooms and he went, you, you don't do that here. You know, we, we don't do that in the police. And get down and have some breakfast. And the second day we did it and the third day. And after a week, he got the 10 of us in a room and said, look, I, I know you're ex-military lads. We have this quite regularly. It's not going to be like the military. You don't have to do bed packs. You, you, you know, the, the, the inspection is making sure that, you know, your, your shoes are clean, they haven't got mud on, you know, and was sort of uh, a bit sort of taken back, really. So the police was, although there was some discipline, it, it was the military discipline had sort of conditioned us to a higher level, do you know? Well, that's that's exactly what I was taking from that. Is you'd you'd been conditioned to a point where that you that had been normalised. That was normal what you did for an inspection, and now you're presented with somebody else's standard, which is normal, which is which is less than you were used to. So that that must have made that quite easy and given you a bit of a boost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know the it. That was good. Then uh, the the PT sessions were were fun. It was, it was just like having you know a bit of a training session. You you look forward to them. Have a bit of a blowout. It was good. Um, the, there's um there's yeah. a there's a guy who I listen to some podcasts uh, uh, quite um, quite regularly called David Goggins, and he he talks about a thing about preparing yourself for difficulty and for hard situations, and he talks about you, you callous the mind. So you don't just walk into something that's going to be really difficult. You every opportunity you 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 prepare yourself by going through difficult situations. So the stuff you've gone through on your PTI course and recruit training and what have you with the Air Force has almost calloused your, you know, your mentality to the point that it becomes easier the more times you go through it and you've got to the police and actually it, almost like you've just taken it in your stride that that must that must be quite a self uh self-confidence moment that must be something you go i, I can do this yeah that it, absolutely I, I sort of got into an environment where i sort of excelled i suppose is the best way to put it and you but that's through that's through preparation though you've prepared yourself to be at the front because yeah. as you said you thrashed yourself before you left the service so that you hit the ground running if you hadn't you'd have been on a par with them. Absolutely, yeah. And what was sort of quite evident was the, the instructors would sort of seek you out, you know, and talk to you. And you sort of had their confidence from quite an early point where, you know, as you well know, in the Air Force, <laughs> you, you sort of, I certainly didn't get close to my drill instructors. It's what was that like, you know, being managed, you know, by your superiors? What was that environment like compared to what you'd left behind in the Air Force? Well, well, certainly in the um, early 90s when I joined, it was a really supportive environment. And, and you, you know, you could uh, go and chat. Um, whereas the Air, I think with the Air Force, if you went, and I never did because I always felt I couldn't, is if you went and, and spoke to, you know, your, your sergeant, your, your, the PDO, whatever, you know, the, an officer, because you felt you had a problem and you, you weren't too sure whether you were doing things right, uh, you I just wouldn't do it because I wouldn't want to expose myself to the fragility that um, I may not be coping, I may not be, be able to do the job, if you know what I mean. Whereas with the police, 
you know, you could sit down and say, look, I'm really struggling with this. And they would go, right, okay. And, you know, they would help. There was a real helping and there's a real buddy, buddy. You know, there's a real, you know, sort of family sort of existence to the police because of the nature of the job. And I, and I found that um, was something I relished, but also it was evident from sort of day one. And I don't know if you realised at the time, but listening to you now, it almost sounds like you're saying, I found the right environment for Martin Longdon. I certainly, I yes, I did without a shadow of a doubt. Um, uh, but like with, I'm sure it happens with all public services. You know, it goes in cycles. And um, I would say the first 20 years of my service was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, some of the things I did with regards to the investigations, I became a detective very early. I was a, detect a detective after four years which again was pretty unheard of, you know, without trying to sound conceited. Um, but I was on a roll, you know, and, uh, and um, it... Uh, were, they, were they getting the best out of you? Is that, is that the difference? They were getting the best out of you, and that's ultimately why you were being it, why you were excelling and doing those things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd sort of done my growing up, I think, in the Air Force is probably the way to put it. But what what if what do you think your service career and that's both services that you were in? What, what do you think that's given you to allow you to to be effective now? Well, without a doubt, it's given me confidence. Which you know, from the person you described, you found quite surprising. Um, and the Martin Longdon now is someone that the Air Force and the police have given them real discipline, a real determination, and. You know, detectives, I've said this before, are very similar to PTIs. They're, they're gregarious characters. They're, you know, if you've got a gaggle of detectives, just like you've got a gaggle of PTIs, uh, there's probably somewhat mayhem is going to happen, um, good <laughs> or bad. But they were hardworking, you know, folk, uh, and they would think nothing if a job came in late that everything gets dropped. If you have to work through the night, you work through the night. And PTIs are like that. They're, they're hardworking. And, and, and them characteristics have, have stayed with me into um, the, the company I've built. And I think if you speak to the lads that work for me, it's quite evident that I demand that from them as well. It goes back to the hijinks. I remember my dad giving me a great bit of advice. And he said, if you are in trouble, admit it. It'll be less painful in the long run. So there's that honesty value and you know, yeah. being honest in business to what you can and what you can't do, it, I think is really, really important. And it's, uh, it's things like that that um, I think is, is refreshing in business um, because you have that determination, you have that personal pride and you have that honesty uh, with people, it, it goes an awful long way. It really, really does. So listen, there's going to be some people listening to the pod who've, who've served, they've gone out, they've maybe found a, a sort of second career successfully. Some may not have been, you know, they may be still, still looking for that thing. And there could be some people who are still in the service contemplating what they're going to do when they leave. If you rewind a little bit now to the time when you were preparing to leave, What's the bit of advice you would give Martin Longdon to say, right, before you go, you need to do this? What, what would be the thing you'd tell yourself to kind of prepare maybe a little bit more or differently than what you actually did? And what I would say is um, sort of prepare yourself that 
and make the effort to um, you know, stay in touch. It, it is a, a sort of a family environment, no matter what you think and what what experience you've had. Um, be proud to have been a you know a, a serving uh, military personnel. Um, make sure you know where you're going, uh, and that may sound stupid, but you know just where you're going to go and live and what you know uh, where where you want to be, uh, and and try and manufacture it so that it, it's as seamless as possible. You know, I I I came out. Yes, I I did go back to uh, my parents, um, but I was literally it was six weeks, to, you know, from walking out of the air force to rocking up at the police training center. So yeah. I didn't have a lot. I didn't even unpack some of my bags, and then I was gone. Yeah. And then while I was doing that, I purchased my first property because I wanted to have somewhere. You're not saying you have to buy or you know just make sure you've got your your basics. You know, there, there's a great thing called the sort of um, uh, Maslow hierarchical needs. Uh, and one of them is sort of goes back to your sort of caveman instinct, you know, make sure you've got somewhere to live, you know, make sure you've got money to, to eat. Uh, and everything after that is, is pretty much a bonus. And, and Mine, it's been great talking to you today. Um, obviously, we've known each other a long time, but I just want to thank you for coming on the pod today and uh, and giving us some stories and some insight uh, and, and a little bit of inspiration as well for, for other people listening. Uh, good luck with the future uh, with Karuta. Uh, I know you've built it up really well so far, and I'm pretty sure that's got a bright future ahead. But thanks, thanks for your time today, Martin. Yeah, thanks ever so much for inviting me. I've really enjoyed it, Dom, and, and all the best with the podcast. Thank you.